What's going on everybody, it's your boy Five Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and we live with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and tonight we got the artist, the one and only, J-Chop. What's going on, my man? What's going on, brother? How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, man. I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Thank you for reaching out, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, nah, most definitely, man. So I just I just want to ask a quick question real quick, because I know like, I seen you catch one of the other episodes that's going on. So what, what was it that about the show that you was like, damn, I want to get on there and have a conversation? You know, Fab, like, I just like how... You didn't you 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 reach different topics, you know. I feel like <clears throat> nowadays, like a lot of people that be doing interviews, they be just talking, just talk, be talking about bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like they be talking about things that really don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like don't get me wrong, you know I'm a musician, I'm an artist, but before that, like I feel like we all got bigger purpose. You know, and I just you know we could talk about the music, we talk about all that, but at the end of the day, like let's talk about society, let's talk about what's really going on. So when I see your, you know, when I see your past interviews and you talking with other people, it's like damn, like y'all going on deeper subjects, y'all talking about things that need to be discussed about, especially, especially when it comes down to the men in the world right now, because right now we at a point where we can't we can't be vulnerable, we can't speak yeah. from our heart space, we can't tell people what we want to tell them because we too emotional. You know, we 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 gotta we gotta we gotta hold everything that we have inside, which we've been doing that since childhood. You know, when yeah, you, yeah. When you when you young, your mom tell you be quiet, be strong. You know, stop crying like a punk. You know, be tough. You know, depending on the type of dad you had, or if you was raised with a dad. So it's like as you get older, you realize like all those traumas they just lead to, you feel me, aggression. They lead to you just holding everything in. They lead you to not being under being able to express yourself thoroughly, you know, and I had mm-hmm. to learn that within my experience. So to hear someone get on here and actually talk about different things is beautiful. And that's what caught me, you feel me? Because I feel like we need that right now in, the men, in, in today's society, especially amongst men, where we can have a community and we can talk without holding no judgment, you know what I'm saying? And talk about things that we probably can't go to our woman about. We probably can't go to yeah. certain friends about, you know what I'm saying? Like we can, but we could come to ourselves because the women have it. Why we can't? Yeah, no, I, you know what, man? I appreciate you, you know, just just saying that because that's that's really my whole goal with this show. You know, I mean, I know for myself, I've I've gone through a lot of depression, anxiety, stress, and all that stuff because having to keep things inside. You know what I mean? And, mm. and um, well, what I love, I was reading this book. Um, well, listen to this audio book by Mr. Jason Wilson. It's called Cry Like a Man, which really just opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. Um, and one of the things is that he talked about is really men keep themselves in what's called emotional incarceration. Uh-huh. You always got to keep all those emotions and things like, locked up. And then people wonder, you know, what when we get so aggressive or so, you know, we, we lose our mind in a sense is because it's all of those emotions that we keep stored in coming all in at once. Mm-hmm. And we can't control it. It's just, it, it is like, it's like they say, you take that soda bottle, you shake it up and it just burns. So that's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah, all that stuff that we've been trying to, like, you know, people tell us, oh, you got to man up. You can't cry. You can't talk about your feelings. You soft. You got to be, you know, but yeah. we're people, we're human. We're human, yeah. just like everybody else. Yeah. We feel things. And it's so important that, that, that we have these conversations. That's really why I wanted to, to, to start this podcast. And the reason I asked that question is because I really want to make sure that 
my vision and what I'm trying to do is really getting out there and being portrayed as I, as I imagine it. So I appreciate you for confirming that for me, man. Thank you. No pressure, no pressure, man. No pressure. So, uh, like we say, man, um, you know, uh, um, that's, that's, again, the whole purpose of the show, right? I really want to talk to different men and stuff to really see the different things that we've gone through because, you know, we've all gone through different problems and, and, and issues that um, we all feel that we're alone. And the reason we feel like we're alone is because we're not allowed to talk about it to nobody. Yeah. So, you know, by having conversations with different men and different people is to be able to expose all the different things that we're going through and connect with as many people as we can to let them know that they're not alone, that, you know, we're all going through these things and we can overcome these stuff because we're, we're, go we're, we're battling with these demons, but we're still Ooh. able to prevail, you know, and live up to what we want to do as far as our dreams and stuff like that. So, um, uh, again, thank you for sitting down. So let's get into my first question. Like I ask all the men out here for you. If you look at it, what do you think are some of the main characteristics and qualities it takes to be a good man or a good person? <clears throat> I think I just, just think being a good person is just living and learning through your own experience. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't tell you what it is to be a good man because we all go through different things that shape us and the way that it shapes us in. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about you going through your experience and learning that. But at the end of the day, you going through your experience and not letting your experience change you. Because once upon a time, like I went through my experience and I allowed, it's, it's all about too taking accountability. I feel like as a man, you got to learn how to take accountability. So like I, I had to learn that the hard way, like take a, take, taking accountability, like, you know, like I put myself in this situation. Although the situation was fucked up, although maybe I've been betrayed, although maybe I trust the wrong people, at the end of the day, when you have a gut feeling, you got a gut feeling. You know what I'm saying? So I had to realize, like, you know, I put myself in that situation. When you take accountability, it's just accepting yourself as one. So I feel like as a man, that's the hardest thing that I feel like we, as a person, not even just as a man, but as a person, like, just self-acceptance. You feel me? Self-realization. Um, allowing yourself to feel the things that you need to feel and then release it, you know? So I think those are, like, the hardest thing. But, you know, respect respect for yourself which gives respect for others you know what i'm saying standing on certain things you know but being able to just express yourself freely and thoroughly without feeling the need to be judged and that was something that's that was hard for me growing up you know i didn't i wasn't raised without my i was raised without a father so you know certain things were just hard for me to stand on because you know at the whole time thinking i'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking for i'm looking for that figure you know i'm, I'm looking for that but i had to find yeah. it myself the journey took me there to find myself the person that I thought I was looking for the whole time was just myself. You feel me? And that's what the journey took me through. But I had to fall. I had to fall. I had to fall. But I always got back up. So it's all about, you know, you're going to fall, but it's about how you get back up and not letting the experience change you. It's just staying true to yourself. Yeah, and there's a lot of good key points here, man. I think um, what really seems out, like you said, is, is accountability, right? Um, uh, especially nowadays is that everybody's so quickly to blame something to somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the music made me do it because I was listening to this, that, and the third or watching this made me feel some sort of way or because this person said this to me or I didn't, you know, always making up excuses. But at the end of the day, everybody has a choice. You always have a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's what you decide to do. You may have different things influencing you, but the choice is ultimately yours. And you have to learn to live and accept with those choices and those mistakes that you made. And you know what? Good or bad, it's supposed to teach you something. Yeah, you know, and you got to look at that and try to always take that as, as, as a blessing and as a lesson, because that's how, like you said, you're going to grow, you're going to develop and you know, you got to go through these things that are that are going to challenge you 
um, and really test your will as a person. I you know, agree. And really I test agree. your 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 uh, your morals um, and things like that 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 you set up for yourself. So also on that note too, of course, you know, having to be a good person or a good man, as we say, really comes with having strong morals and things that you believe in. So. What are some of your key morals that you live by on a day-to-day basis? You know, just treating people how you want to be treated. But I realize, too, now all the time, you know, they always be like, good attract good and good energy attract good energy. But it don't always be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes the good will attract the bullshit, you know. But I realize, like, it does that. It's, 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 it's for people to learn about the, the good attract the bullshit so you can understand self-value. You know what I'm saying sometimes you could be such a giver, 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 giver. When real love come your way, you don't even know how to accept it like that. And that's something yeah, I had yeah. to learn. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know how to accept it because you so, you, you so into the giving mode that you don't know how to receive. You don't know how to receive love. You're not even open to receiving, receiving love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's something I feel like, you know, I had to learn. So sometimes, you know, everything that glitter and gold, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just about, you know, discernment and things like that. But it's, 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 it's just, you know, everything that good ain't gold, man. But I, I realize that, you know, the good really attract the opposite. A lot of people always say, you know, good energy attract good energy. And, it, and it's good, but it's all about the inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't no, fix no. the outside and think you want to attract the good when you ain't really good inside. Or you really don't even know yourself like that. Or you just such in, such in a give a mode or a give a state that you got you to gotta be taught a little lesson. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. You got to be taught a little lesson right now. I think that that's that's great how you how you how you put that out there because um, I can understand what you're saying like the good attract the bullshit because what happens is that when you are a good person you're caring and you really give a lot and people see that those snakes come out right and they try yeah. to manipulate you and use that to their advantage so you have to learn see me me right right I'm 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 that I was that, I'm that type of person right I'm a huge giver I love to give help support as much as I possibly can um, and in a lot of cases, sometimes it's to my own detriment. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm giving way too much more than I should, um, and I'm leaving myself in, in short end, you know? And, and yeah. also, too, like, I have a hard time sometimes, too, like, accepting compliments or accepting because I'm so used to, on the other side, is that being hurt and abused, you know? So when people try to say nice, that it just I kind of don't pay it too much mind because I'm always like, all right, what's where you coming from with it? You, you, know? the, you in defense you know? mode. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're definitely in defense mode. Um, but on that too, like you said, you know, uh, about attracting that is that those lessons are to teach you when to stop and when to learn because not everybody deserves your energy, mm, right? That's and you true. got to understand that because it's it's when we a lot of people like that, a lot of people who who, who give a lot, right, are I tend to see the people who've been hurt the most because they know what it's like. Right, mm-hmm. they know what that pain is like on the other end, and they don't want other people to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the up on the downside to that is that again, they don't understand and uh, their true value at times. Yeah, right. So they yeah. feel that everybody else deserves more than than what they have or what they're what they are because of all that pain, all that hurt that they've been that they felt in the past. So, um, very good way that that you put that in is as far as like you know the good attracting the the, the bullshit because it is true, and if you're not smart enough. Um, to catch it, then you're going to get caught in a trap. Like DMX said, right? He said recently, which I thought was amazing, was, you know, trust people to be themselves. You know what mm. I mean? Like, trust the thief to steal from you. Trust the liar to lie. 
You know what I mean? And that way you don't have to worry about not trusting people or because it takes a lot of energy to to be on the defense all the time. It does. You know I mean? It's very draining. You know, it's, it's very draining. It's very draining. And, you know, when it, when, I, when, you, when you say that, I think about, like, going back to like, not letting that change you, you know, because mm -hmm. it could change you. You know what I'm saying? You could be such a giver where you feel like someone took you for granted and then now you become greedy and needy. You know, and, I, and I've been in that stage where I switched. And I switched, it, it, it switched me. And I became, you know, less of a giver now. Now you feel like you got to put this wall up. Now you feel like you, now you scared to give. You know what I'm saying? And then now, you know, from, because you scared to give. So all that, all that, all that frustration, all that change from the inside. So that's what you really attract. So people think like, you know, I, I, I act like I'm smiling. I act like this. I'm going to attract that. No, it's about what you're really feeling inside when you yeah. really, when you really take that facade out off, off the camera in front of the screen. When you really take that facade and you go back, are you really happy like you're talking like you're happy? You feel mm -hmm. me? Because if you're not, you finna attract depressed, lonely, bitterness people because that's how you truly Absolutely. feeling inside. You yeah. feel me? So it's like, like 2020, 2021, I had to really like learn that like, damn, like, and you know, that shit ate me up because I was like, I can't believe that I became this person. You feel me? I can't believe that this, this, like, I had I had levels of getting there, you know what I'm saying? Like I allowed myself to change myself to, you know, and that shit hurt because I was I was like that towards people that you know I, I truly love and I genuinely, mm -hmm. but I was just so like you said, my, my trust, my everything was just so fucked up where I was just in defense mode, you know what I'm saying? So I had to really like sit in solitude and really self reflect about things and you know self accept myself and understand that i am a man of flaws and you know mm -hmm. we, we we are not perfect and you know that's like i said i be i believe that's a part of being a man as well accepting those things about yourself accepting the flaws mm -hmm. within yourself so you can be a better man become a better person not only for yourself but for the people around you for your child you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so those things really it helped in the mode and i and i agree those people come in your life too because you know at the end of the day they had something that they needed from you and believe it or not, you had something that you needed from them. You yeah, know, yeah. They, they seen something in you that they needed. And at the end of the day, you needed, you needed to be taught that lesson from them. So you could be much more wiser. You could be much more. So I'd be trying not to judge shit now. No, 2022, I'd be trying not to judge shit. I'd be trying to see it for what it is and what it's bringing. But just without judgment. Because I feel like, you know, back then, 2020, 2021, 2019, like, I just used to hold a lot of judgment and like, oh, shit, nah, man, I won't fuck with this person because of it. So I'd be trying to be more understanding. and just, right. But at the same time, still respecting myself and respecting my worth by not letting people, like you said, access to you like that, like how they used to, or just giving access to people where the access should be denied or should be very little to, to, to what it was before. No, and, I, and like you said, a lot of good things that you, you brought up there, right? Number one is, like you're saying, how, how people, everybody come into your life. One thing you have to look at it, and I, what I started to believe is that everybody that comes into your life, they're either one of two things, a blessing or a lesson. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what it is. So you have to take your accountability, and then it's up to you to figure out if they really are a blessing or if there's somebody there to teach you something about life or mm. somebody there to expose you to something. So it's definitely great like how that. you added on that one. Um, I also, like you said, you know, uh, as you're telling your story there, one, one thing, um, I'm a man of like different stories and analogies, right? Yeah. Uh, and one of them that kind of stuck out to me as you were talking there was um, the man and the snake, right? So a man is walking through and he sees a snake in a fire. 
So he reaches in to grab the snake to try to free it, but the snake turns around and bites him, right? And he pulls back for a second, but then again, he goes in to try to help the snake again, and then again, the snake turns around and bites him. So he does this for a few times until finally he's able to get the snake out of the fire and set it free, and it goes back into the bushes, right? Now, somebody was sitting in the background approaches the man. He's like, yo, I was watching you for the last five, ten minutes trying to free that snake, and it kept biting you. Like, if it bit you, why did you keep on helping him? Why did you just move on? And the man looked at him and said, listen, it's my nature to help, and it's the snake's nature to bite. I'm not going to let his nature affect mine. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's so, so key to those things that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're going to go through things, and you're going to get hurt and stuff, but you can't allow that pain to really change or affect the good person that you are. You know, a lot of people say, too, when, when especially, like, in relationships, right, because I've been in there, too, you know, I, like, all of us guys, we get our heart broken at one point or the other. It's inevitable. It, it, I mean? it's, it's, it has to come. <laughs> right. It's inevitable, right? But what happens is is that I've seen that a lot of guys, and even me, I'll say, I, I was a victim to that, is that I started the pain that the, the last person held, did to me, I hold it against the next person. Like, I'm just waiting. When are you going to do this? And when are you going to hurt me? When are you going to cheat on me? When are you going to backstab me? When are you going to use me for my money, right? Because yeah. you're not, you, you're letting that, that, situation from before change who you are and how you are to this person and you, you can't do that so i started to learn that you know i have to you know enter into new relationships you got to give them that opportunity it's a new person different experience and you can't make you can't paint everybody with the same brush you know so it's so key to like you said that you have to uh, again just take to her and learn from it don't let it change who you are as a person or, or what you are because then that person won they defeated you. They yeah, took yeah. From you, you Ty, Ty, Tyson has said that too. There's a little yeah. thing he he had. And he was like, and the person was like, "No, nah, man, I had to change." He was like, "No, and you let the devil win." You know what I'm saying? You let you let you you let that person win, and that that energy it, it, it holds. You know what I'm saying? It holds. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you start taking on people you just made. Start taking on people who don't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't they didn't experience that with you, but you still right. hold on to that. Right, no, and, and if you don't mind sharing, because I know you were saying there, and I want to, you know, get into those things. So, what do you think was, well, well, for one thing, let let me start off with this. Like I know you said you didn't grow up without your, well, you grew up without your father. Right now, is that was he just walked out in your life? You never knew him, or what was that relationship, or you know, whole situation like? Um, nah, it it was never that, never like a deadbeat thing. You know, what I'm saying you you I had those memories when <clears throat> when I was um young and he was there, and we went out and different things, but. I feel like, you know, even even now, like you know, I have my son, and I look at, I look at him, right, and I see a lot of versions of myself. You know, sometimes you can see a, a, so much of a clear version of yourself that, if you haven't healed that part of you, it's almost like you denying that 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 part. You know what I'm saying? And so I was, as a kid, I was very not bad. You know, went to college. You know, I got my degree, went to school. Good, I'm a good kid. You know, I believe I'm a good kid. <laughs> you right, know? Right. But it's just, you know, I like, you know, I, I like, I was, I liked it what I like, and I don't think, you know, that's where we bumped heads. But it was just times where, you know, it was just absent. It became absent, and you know, I understand people go through different things and stuff. But my thing was just like, you know, as a as a man, you just don't go absent in a child's life. So right. that was something that was very hard for me growing up and you know dealing that and feeling that because it was it always brought that wonder like why you know like what did i do to deserve that you know me having a child when i had my child was just like something i feel like i would never do 
but you know me as me as an adult now i can look back and be like you know what i can forgive that because right. you know maybe how you was raised you feel like that was the right thing to do you know but me now i know that you don't do that because i have my child and that's something i feel like i would never do so it was a lesson within that and that's something you know I, i've healed it took a while for me to heal but i i healed from that because I forgave, I forgave myself for feeling that way, which made me f- allow myself to forgive him and understand it from both parts. So I just recently, speaking about that, I just recently had, you know, went over there, had a little discussion with him and, you know, actually let him know how he made me feel now. Cause I, cause that's something we never did. Like we, I, like I, I came back and tried to like work something out and build a structure, but I felt like I was trying to move too fast in building a relationship when there was no understanding to the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went back now and made him, you know, not to bring up the past, but I got to get it all. I got to get this off my chest because Absolutely. even if we continue, we have this big bond. I'm always going to wonder why, you know, and it's not the closure yeah. that I want. I just need you to understand how you made me feel. You know and I'm saying growing up made me feel as a man still, you know, grown man. I'm still feeling some type of way that people are probably be like, man, you know, that's old. But it's like to me. It's a whole sentimental to me, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, right. he was, like I say, he was not no deadbeat. I'm not going to say he was a deadbeat. He's been, he was there in my life, but after a certain grade, it just became less and less and less. So, you know, and that was just something that I just felt like growing up and becoming my own identity that always, like, I didn't know how much it, it can affect me. But, like, when I look back and I'd be like, damn, like, you know, children need their fathers in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. It's, 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 exactly. it's real. You know, they need their fathers in their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a man, I was still lonely. You know, I was still lonely. I still was searching for something. I'm still looking for love when the love that I'm looking for just is within my own self as a man, you know? And it took me 31 years to realize that, but like real shit. No, and, and that's deep. And it's it's huge because as we, as every generation is different, right? Because the world around us changes. You know, and we look at our parents, um, and they don't really. As for my dad, right? Yeah, I seen my dad cry once. Mm. You know, really, I seen him cry like once. I seen my dad cry. That's um, when I had that talk with him. That's crazy. You know, and it it was it was because and and, the, and here's 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 the real thing about it because, um, my dad my 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 dad uh, passed away and my mom passed away right my grandmother my grandfather on each side passed away right um so i was going through and i wanted to do like a really nice uh gift for them you know because i knew how those parents meant to them you know i knew what my dad meant to my, my dad my grandfather meant to my dad and i knew what my grandmother meant to my mom oh. so i went and i got this um really nice oil painting done of both of them in one picture right and, um, you know, I got it done. And I gave it to them. You know, my, my uncle chipped in with him. One of my best friends, Mikey, chipped in on it because it was like $500, man. But they, they helped me put the money together to get it done for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I presented it to my dad. And the instant he looked at me, seen his pops, tears just started flooding from his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and left. Walked out of the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he didn't want to see me. He didn't want to uh, see him emotional or anything like that. Um. Which it goes and see like how important our dads are to us, you yeah. know, and those men are in our lives. That was one of the most, the first time that I really, and only time I've really ever seen him cry like that with that much emotion. Um, and it was because of a picture of his dad, mm. uh, you know, so it was really, and, you know, as you said, that just made it click to me on, on that note too, is how, how much they mean to us and how, how close they were. 
Uh, and, and it's true, you know, uh, uh, moms are wonderful, you know, and I know there's a lot of single moms out there who try to, who, who do their best to be a mommy and daddy. Okay. But in all honesty, man, there's something that you, you need from your dad that you can't get from anybody else. And that's what you know? I think they feel like, understand that, like, you can't fill that void because you're right. try, trying to be this tough and this is, it's not even about that. And it's just like the same thing with a, a, a woman. A man can't give that type of love and nurture that a woman can give to her son or to, to that child. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, we can't be both. You know, like you you cannot do that. So like, and, you know, and I, my mom was like, really my mom, my mom was like my mom, like the mom and the dad, honestly, growing up. She, she But she was rough. You know, I'm not gonna lie. She was rough with me. You know, those growing up, I never heard I love you. And it was not her fault. I just feel like she had to be that way. So I feel like right. that, me as an adult, I was like, you know, love when people, you know, I didn't know how to distinguish a love bomb. I didn't know how to distinguish certain things because that's what you want to hear. You know, I didn't realize like how much, you know, it's not that I seek validation, but the validation was good for me because I don't, you know, I never had that from a man properly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it'd be like the littlest shit that you look at and be like, damn, this is, this is what shaped me. This is what kind of made Absolutely. me without knowing it. Absolutely. But it's like, I agree. Like women be trying to think they could play this both roles, but you can't, you can't be this man to this boy that you think you can. And the same thing with the with the with the with the man. You can't give that son, your son that type of nurture. It don't it don't matter how much you love him and that nurture that he gets from a woman, that love that he gets from a woman, that unconditional feeling, can't get that from a man. So it's like we it's a balance, you know? It's really a balance. Absolutely, absolutely. It is a huge balance. And just with you with your with your relationship with your dad and how everything played out, what do you think is something that you learned from that relationship or that you learned from him? I think I learned to, I think I learned about pride. Like when, you know, last year I, I went back to him and we had a good, we had a good like six months, like, you know, and, and then I just, it just didn't feel right. You know, I still felt the way I felt and I ain't gonna lie. Like it made me back off and I couldn't speak to him the way I wanted to speak to him. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was hard for me to speak to him. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I'm saying? So I had to take the time and take what, you know, take that time that I needed to, cause I felt like I was never going to do it. You know, he's a prideful man. I'm a prideful person. When I look at him, I see I see myself. So I can understand why we bumped heads the way we do. But I'm really just a reflection of him. Really. You know, he has two kids and I'm really like, everything is kind of like, like we like, like this. So it's really understanding, you know what I'm saying? But I, I learned about pride. And I learned how sometimes you got to just tuck that shit in. You know? Because if I never went out to him, he'll never reach out to me. Right, right. You know, prideful. So, like, even with my son, like, I don't mind, I don't mind crying in front of him. I don't mind showing, being vulnerable in front of him. I don't mind telling him I'm sorry. You know, I don't mind letting him know that, yo, yes. I messed up. You know, like, yo, daddy's sorry, man. Like, I messed up. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind admitting my wrongs with him. And I think that opens the relationship that we have, you know. I realized that I'm, I'm a little firm. And there was times where I, I caught myself, like, you know, people you know and i believe that you know like sometimes you the way you the way you raise your child was the way you was raised so sometimes i catch myself doing things like that my, my dad would do and i would catch myself though and i'd be like nah you know i gotta i want him to have free will you know if you want to grow your hair okay cool you want to do this show me the things because you know there were certain things that i wanted to do and i made good grades and my mom allowed it but my dad didn't want to because he just didn't want to 
So I, I try to give my son free will, the things that I didn't have. I, I let him speak from his point of view rather than cut him off and like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Because I'm the father mm -hmm. grown up. You know what I'm saying? But it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just the way, you know, I'm, I'm Haitian. So it's just the way that they was raised. So I understand. But does it make it right? No. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But yeah. I understand that you only knew what you were taught and how you was taught. So I can understand that. But like going forward, like he taught me just how to tuck in my pride and, you know, accept, accept being wrong and, and to listen and to listen and to never, ever, ever, ever abandon, abandon your child. Never. Like, I don't care what my son do. I, I can never see me going days and months and years without speaking to him. Never, never, man. Never. And, and that shit, that's, that's some shit I, I'll never do. Never. And I don't respect and, uh, who can't be in a child life. No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that note because um, it, number one, they ain't asked to be here, right? Yeah, most definitely. None of our kids ain't asked to be here. You know, we brought them into this world. You know, so we're going to bring them in here and then abandon them. That's some cold stuff. Like, how do you not take care of them or really make sure or prepare them for what, life's, what, what life is going to hit them with because we've been through it already we've gone through life um and, it, and it's something that i that i've seen too and i'm glad you, you realize that too as you gotten older because as i gotten older too i realized the same thing is that especially with my kids too nobody knows what it is to parent like no there's no guide no map no you can't google there's nothing to tell you how to raise the perfect child because that doesn't exist because every child is different everything, everything yeah. is unique you know so everything is not going to work the same way so you have to constantly learn to evolve and grow and adapt. And like you were saying that before, too, about, you know, being alone and really looking at yourself and, and admitting your fault. It's important that you know what your faults are, where you're weak at, your areas of opportunity, because then you know what to work on and how to change and develop. And that's the only way you're going to grow. If you don't understand where you, where you lack, you know, you can't do better and you're not going to be able to do better for your kids. Going a cycle, going circles. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 I'm glad to see so many, you know, especially, you know, guys and men around my age, too, that will be seeing that we're trying to break this cycle and understanding the damage that it, it's, it's done to us. And, again, wholeheartedly why I'm doing these conversations and speaking out, because we need to have these conversations. We need to be out there and speak these things because we need to understand how we're going to do better and how we're going to break the cycle. Now, you said, well, your son, you only have one, you said? Yeah, I have one. Uh, and how old is he, man? He's 11. He's 11. Yeah. Uh, so as he's growing up man, and everything that you've been through, what do you think is something that you're, you're making it your mission to instill in him, to teach him that he holds near and dear? I just want him to understand to be his own identity. Like, um, <clears throat> it's funny because I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still learning him, you know, I, like, because a lot of things that I realize that we do, like, I know, you know, Caribbeans, they do that a lot. It's just, you know, they be trying to compare children and compare this person and that person. Yeah. You got to understand. Yeah. You got to Where are you from? You don't mind me asking. I'm from Puerto Rico. You uh, from Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah. My okay, family. Okay. It's crazy because, again, like, if you see my dad, you wouldn't you wouldn't think about it. But my dad is, like, white with green eyes, biological pops. Mm. My mom's dark, Um, you know. But uh, that, that was one thing. And I told her that thing uh, growing up. And I always hated that. Oh, but your cousin doing this. I hated being compared yeah. to other people. I told you, I'm not them. Yeah. They're not me. We're not going through the same thing. Like, stop doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't 
nobody compared themselves to anybody else because we're all unique individuals. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's timeline is different. Everybody's dreams and goals is different. Everybody's aspirations is different. So to it's like like the saying is, man, comparing apples to oranges. <laughs> yeah, you just can't do it. Yeah, real shit. And, and that's that's I, I, that's that's I never I, I never been, did that because I understand how that how it feels. But I just want him to like not compare himself to other people. You know, understand that he's his own identity, and to just um to to know to know that he he can be whatever he truly wants to be. You know, you know, my biggest thing right now is building his confidence. You know, mm. for, for some reason I see, you know, I coach, I coach little, little kids before and I see a lot of these kids like their confidence just ain't there, you know, because they on the screen, they looking at YouTube and they seeing people do all these things and it, it, it's, it's not reality. They forget right. that our work. Right. They forget that it takes dedication. They, for, they forget that it takes discipline. They forget that it takes these certain things, you know, like. I can say earlier on, like, you know, my son was maybe third, fourth, fourth, third, fourth, fifth grade. Like, I was like, I was soft. You know, that's my only, that's my only boy. You know, that's my only child. And, you know, I, I wanted to go to the, just the talking, the talking, just, you know, just talking, talking, talking. I realized, like, these kids now, you can talk, 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 talk. Some of them going to get it. But at the end of the day, you know, the Bible lets you know, like, sometimes you got to put the feet down. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put some discipline behind it, because if you don't discipline them now, the world gonna discipline them, and when the world discipline them, they ain't gonna have no, they ain't gonna have no type of conscience and type of love that you no got. Mercy. No yeah. mercy. No You know, so fourth, fifth grade, you know, he was putting up grades, and I'm like, you know, like this ain't you. And then I realized like how low his confidence was. You know, I, I realized how he just didn't believe in himself like that. And I always tell him like, man, like I seen this fight, I, I seen this guy do a backflip learn how to do a backflip by himself like self-taught and i'm like you and i always remind him like you taught yourself how to do a backflip i don't know how to do a backflip but you said that i was going to do a backflip that watch me i'm gonna learn how to do and you learned and you did it like you can do anything so six nice he's in the sixth grade now and I, I made it my mission like no i'm not gonna let you i'm not gonna allow you to settle for for for, for and and settle for less than what you are and you know it's, it's been it's been it's been it's been different because I had to be a little bit more firmer with him, you know, and he had to see a little bit firmer side of me, which he understand. You know, one thing I I I do with him is, if you know if if I do discipline him, I always give him a hug at the end. I always let him understand why everything I'm saying and why. Yeah, yeah. I don't let him just go on confused like, oh, my dad just gonna beat me because he just gonna beat me. Because back then I used to, we just I used to get just my ass whooped without understanding sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I said so. That's what it was. Or just what I said so. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, that, and, and, that, and, it's, and people don't understand. Like, it be the littlest shit, you know? And I think that's why our relationship and our bond is the way it is right now because I'm always understanding. I know sometimes he may roll his eyes like, oh, there you go. There go dad. He going to talk like an old man. But at the end of the day, I know when you get older and I know that you know even now that, you know, damn, I love him. You know what I'm saying? Because he, mm -hmm. he shows me. You know, who does things to me, he shows me. You know what I'm saying? He shows me without letting me know that he appreciates it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my main thing right now, just building his confidence and letting him know to be his own identity. You know, because right now these, these kids could get lost within this world of technology and just think that they're somebody, that they, they try to be somebody that they don't have to be because you have a great household, you have good parents, you got good people around you, but, you know, this technology 
is influencing the world. You know what I'm saying? It's not like how it was back then. If you if you didn't grow up in this type of area, you won't be a product of your environment. But now kids are becoming, you know, kids are becoming things that and people that they shouldn't be or that they don't even know or they're not even raised around based off this device. Because this mm-hmm. device is telling them to do so. These people they watching is telling them to do so. So they just finna do it. When they, they ain't even raised like that. They ain't even built like that. So I'm just wanting to know, like, be your own identity. And I have to learn to let him be his own identity. He can't be who I am or who I was when I was growing up. You know, I was an extrovert. I was very extroverted. Now I'm, I'm kind of introverted. If I don't really fuck with you like that, if I don't feel like the vibe is right, you're not going to know who I am. But he's mm-hmm. very introverted. And I had to, like, I had to learn that about him. Because I'm like, you know, like, come on, man. Like, he's extroverted when he's around people, you know, when he's comfortable. But, like, he's, right, just, right. he's just a shy introvert. And it's just, it was weird because I was not like that. You know, I was very outspoken. I was very funny. I was very, so I had to learn. You know, I'm learning him. And it's just now, like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's in the sixth grade. I'm seeing him build his identity. And he just, you know, I understand that he's just an introvert. And I allow him to be who he is. And I think that's the, that was the biggest thing for me that I had to learn from my experience let him be who he is without trying to oh you know he did like nah i can't force that upon him he's gonna learn how to do that i gotta allow him to fail sometimes i gotta allow him you know yeah no it's funny how you say that too because i, I got two kids my daughter is uh my daughter's six oh. and my son's about to turn three and it couldn't be more opposite man <laughs> like my daughter is really like me when I was a kid, um, you know, and, and how I am now. I'm a huge people person. Like I love people. That's why I do this show. I love talking to people, engaging. I'm, you know, I'll spark a conversation with anybody, anybody, anywhere. Yeah, you yeah. know. And, and my daughter's like that too. You know, she's very outgoing. She'll talk to anybody. Very loving, caring. You know, like she'll run up to people randomly to start talking to them. But like, hey, you know what? You're invited to my birthday. You know what I mean? Like just people that she just met. You know, she, she has that personality. My son, and I think, like, it's, it's just more of, like, that the whole situation with COVID and things like that. I haven't been able to get him out and expose him as much as I do with my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. So we were just, it's just me and him. So my son really don't mess with nobody but me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, even, like, I go to my mom's house or anybody like that. Like, he, he doesn't want, it's me and my dad. Me and my dad. That's it. Like, you don't mess with nobody else. Even with my wife. Like, my wife will be sitting here and she'll be telling him, like, you know, oh, I love you and doing all these little faces with him. And he'll turn around and give me a hug. Like she said, but I'm the one like giving you love and affection. You know what I mean? Like I don't like, want you. <laughs> you know, so so it, 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 in that case too, like you said, you know, you, you have to be a chameleon with your kids and learn to adapt and try to tailor. Because what's yeah. going to work for my daughter is not going to work for my son, and vice versa. Exactly. exactly. You know. So, That's but I, at the same time too, you know, you want to encourage them and, and and be who they are. Like with my daughter, she's growing up. Like she likes to watch different things and exposed her like the different languages like it took my daughter a while to start speaking because she wants to see things in french german italian chinese and like that. and i just exposed her to all these different languages just because if whatever she wants to get into you know different music styles whatever you know within reason and it's important that you know we now more than ever like before in the past they said our parents raising us and stuff they could have been a little bit more hands-off because we didn't have like you said access to all the technology yeah. Now, you know, they're exposed to so many things. You got to monitor them constantly. Absolutely. And I got to catch them. When you see something like, you know, look, at, and, and you see it like, okay, this is what's going on. And let me, let me tell you what's going what's happening here. Don't let anybody else educate your kids. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you got no control over what's going to do and you're not going to know what's going to happen to them when they get out of the real world. At least I know what I'm letting inside her mind or what I'm fueling her with and trying to let her grow with, you know? Step. Most definitely. 
Um, you know, and I know you were saying it's like towards the beginning of something that got me a little bit curious. Like you said back in, I guess, 2019 and 2020, what are, what, what is, what happened to you in your life that caused you to change it? That was really a developing moment for you during that time. Uh, <clears throat> you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a, I'm a people's person. I, I like to go around, I like to talk, but you know, I just had to learn, like, it, it taught me to, to, to always go with my gut. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 I think, I think all of that happened to bring me closer to, you know, family, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like me growing up, you know, I, I grew up and after high school, like I said, I, I went straight to college and I just, I left, you know, I left at 18. I went to Orlando and that gave me, that, that, that brought a lot of change in me too. Cause Orlando was just, it was different at that time. You know, it was very diverse. Me being from Miami and going to Orlando, white people, Asian people, Spanish people. So it just, it taught me how to come out my shell, excuse me, taught me how to come out my shell and converse and, you know, be be me you know I, I be me in my true identity form and when i came back in 2015 you know, i came i came back for the purpose of pursuing my music and you know just being home you know what i'm saying but um like i said i always felt like i had to do things alone you know because i had to I, I left alone everything i like i said everything i did was always by myself you know i i, I had to become my own man you know, at an early age. And I had always had hope, you know, but at the end of the day, like, I just went out there. I didn't have no guidance. I didn't, so I, you know, I had to fall. I had to go through a lot of shit. So I just felt like um, 2015, from 2015 to 2020, just, it showed me a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? It showed me a lot of, you know, sometimes the smiling faces that be smiling in front of you don't really be smiling faces. You know what I'm saying? It just, you know, they be smiling, but, you know, they, they really feel some type of way about you or, or the light that you're presenting. You know what I'm saying? They really want to be like you, but they're going to smile in front of you and make it seem like they fuck with you. It taught me, like, it taught me to <clears throat> just be more dis- discerning about who you got around you and what you keep. You feel me? You know, still always allow yourself to, to present and, and show, but when you feel some type of way, when when the vibe is off, when, you know, when you, when you felt it the first time, don't keep second-guessing and questioning because you are hoping for a better result or you are hoping for something greater. You know what I'm saying? But it just taught me how to, it just taught me how to not be in everybody's face, be all some friendly shit. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes business just need to be business and sometimes, you know, you can keep it that way. But it just taught me how to just be a man, grow up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thankful for that experience though. I'm thankful for the people I've met. I'm thankful for everything that I went through though because I feel like it shaped me right now who I am and shape me for the next chapter of my life. You know what I'm saying? The next, the next chapter. So it was just a learning experience that I, I feel like I had to learn within myself and how not to always give myself out so much to understand my self value, my self worth, you know, because like I said, like, like you said in the beginning, like when you can be a giver, 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 you don't, you don't, a giver, a giver like that don't understand their worth. And when yeah. people, People can see and know that you don't understand your worth. And when those people can spot that on you, they, you know, they're going to use you to, to their advantage. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just, it, it, it taught me that, you know, it taught me that. And to, to, to know, like, really sometimes family is all you got. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, you fight with family, you know, it's tough love. You, you may not always agree with each other, but at the end of the day, like, family is unconditional. The, depending on... always be real. They're going to always be real, depending on your family situation, because everybody's family situation is different. 
but like I, I finally I feel like you know like having my son really taught me unconditional love because you know I had my son when I was 20 and we grew with each other you know we grew with each other and I know he, he showed me he was the first to show me unconditional love you know besides your mom you know your mom gonna love mm -hmm. unconditional love but he showed me like unconditional love because you know I know he saw me grow and elevate as a person you know because I will always to me I feel like I was wasn't the best father I was always in his life but the way of teaching the the methods that I had maybe when he was younger wasn't the best but I only knew what I what I knew at the time but you know I'll have friends that they'll you know I look at what they do and I you know and I had to learn and accept like yo like this is not good what you're doing is not right. You know, and I had to accept that within myself and it hurt it. But he's like I said, I've always been vulnerable with him. I always let him see me cry, I always let him do those things. So this year, you know, I feel like at the thirty one at the age of thirty one and thirty, like I finally know what unconditional love is. But unconditional love starts with yourself first. Yeah. And you can love yourself unconditionally, then I feel like you will you know, you will attract that same type of vibration. You know, once you once you love self and once you understand your self worth you attract those same vibrations and you just see things differently now. Like when you really love yourself whole, wholly, you know what I'm saying? From the flaws and your insecurities and you accept yourself, like you just see the world different. You see people different. You know what I'm saying? Like when you stop, when you stop lusting after women and you really master your sexual energy and just master your emotions, you see women differently. You know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. be seen from a different lens, man. I can't explain it, but like, like I said, everything that I went through from those experiences, like, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful. And I learned now that even though I'm, I'm thankful, I'm grateful for those people, I'm grateful for everything that I went through. You know, just because you forgave that, that part of yourself and just because you, you understand doesn't mean you go back and you accept certain things and certain people or you allow people to come back in your space because you forgave that past and you, like, no. You know what I'm saying? You still keep your value high. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, betrayal is betrayal. Fake is fake. You know what I'm saying? People mm -hmm. change. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, I said this. There's people who are going to see you go through, go to the lake of fire and they're going to let you go to the lake of fire because they know if they warned you about that lake of fire, you still was going to go anyway because you just got a hard head. But they're going to be there to tend your bruises. They're going to be there to, to make sure you okay because they know that shit going to burn. But as people who are going to see you go to the lake of fire and let you go in the lake of fire and laugh at you when you get out, laugh at you burning, you know what I'm saying? And not going to help you with your bruise because mm -hmm. they wanted to see you get bruised. They wanted to see you come out. They want to see you if you're going to come out and tend to your own wounds. So you just got those two different people. You know, the first one is just really tough love. And the second one just really be those. That's how those people are. So you just got to know, appreciate the two and just, you know, keep it moving. But you got to always be thankful. And grateful for everything, man. Yeah, no, you always gotta be thankful and grateful for the life's life that's gotta teach you. It's always gonna help you grow. And 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 I know you said that too. You know, we, we I'm a firm believer in this, right? We not we not gonna be perfect parents, right? We're not gonna, we're gonna be gonna perfect. We're not gonna be perfect parents. Yeah, you know, we're gonna make mistakes. And I know that's so important thing is like like you said with your son. You know, what I mean, like yeah, you didn't do all the right choices. But you were constantly there, trying and learning, and that's what they gonna remember and see. He was, he was always here. He yeah. was always here, no matter what, by my side. And that's where we developed that connection. Because I've seen that a lot of too with a lot of guys that I've interviewed whose dads weren't present in their lives or who didn't have them around for any reason or the other. 
they lack that and they, and they always do their best overcompensate with their own kids because they know what it's like. They know what that pain is and they know that just being there is more than enough. You don't got to buy them all the fancy things. You don't got to give them the world and the civic, but you got to be present yeah. and supportive and just, just understand them and take the time to learn them because again, we're going to make mistakes and I think it's important too because I'm a firm believer in that too. If I make a mistake with my daughter or my kids, I apologize. You know what? Hey, you know what? Daddy was just trying to do this or whatever and I made a mistake. I'm, I'm so sorry. And my daughter's sick, and she's like, you know what, Daddy, you don't got to apologize sometimes. She'll say that, you know, you don't got to apologize. I know you didn't do that, you know what I mean? It makes me feel good because, you know, we're having that conversation, that open dialogue that I never got as a kid. You know, I never had that with my parents. Mm. You know, so I'm so glad that I'm able to do that with her, um, you know, and also continue to do that with my son because I see how important it is in that free will, like you're saying, you know, being able to be their own person, being an understanding and stuff. And also, too, that they know that we're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. We're not trying to hurt them. Um, and that we are vulnerable, but we're trying and we're here right. and we're learning and we're developing and they can constantly see that we are growing, we're changing, we're adapting and trying to make these changes so that if if mommy and daddy could do it, I could do it too and I should be able to do that, you know? True enough. You know, and I know you briefly talk about that because I do want to want to get on that note because I know, know what you're amusing and stuff because I've been, I've been listening to vegetarian, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I've been feeling that one as well, you know. Um, well, with your music, man, what what got you involved in music? How did you, how did you follow that path? Um, the, you know, everybody got their little top three. There's one person I will always be in like on my top five. And I know everybody's going to be like, what the hell? But Nelly will always be in my top five because when I first watched Country Grammar, I will, it just captivated me because I was like, damn, like this man had his whole city behind him, you know, allegedly how it looked at that time, you know, now it just, it just made me like, and I was the first cassette because at the time it was cassettes. That was the first cassette <laughs> that I brought. And that was the first artist that I supported. And my cousin, Clearhouse Studio, who, who's like, you know, CEO of Clearhouse Studio, my two cousins, but one of them, they, um, clearhousestudio.com, go ahead, check it out. You know what I'm saying? Go fuck with us. But he had a poem book. And I was young. I was like in fifth grade. And I went through the poem book. And it was dark it was very dark and gritty and it was just like i remember though reading it and just like damn like it shocked me because i'm like you can actually put emotions like this inside of a book you know it's very dark very dark but to see to, to to feel the pain through through the book it made me it made me feel some type of way you know what i'm saying and you know fifth grade you know i, I I would never forget that experience in that moment. And in sixth grade, I started making beats. I started making beats first off Fruity Loops. I had a little program. <laughs> yeah, Fruity man. Well, yeah. Oh, like Fruity Loops six, man. Five. Like I'm talking about 2000, 2000, literally 2000, year 2000. I was making beats. I, used to, I started with, you know what I'm saying? I started with that. And I took that and I transformed and I put it into the computer. And from there, I, I learned, I, I love, I fell in love with making beats. But from making beats, I learned how to structure and hook. I learned how what eight bars was. I learned, and that's what made me fall in love with rapping. You know what I'm saying? I fall in love with making music from, from that time. I really wanted to be a singer, though, but it was hard for me to make love songs. Like, it was like to stretch out the words and the cadence, I was like, nah. So I just started rapping in sixth grade you know i developed that character you know chop was born j chop everybody knew me as free as a freestyler and from north miami middle you know what I'm saying shout out and that's just what it was and j chop chop just carried on from there 
real shit. Fuck that, man. Because you know what I what I love about what I loved about hip hop and music and stuff. Um, you know, I grew up like Tupac, Eminem, you know, Big L, those guys, because there was so much passion, you know, and emotion in these songs that you felt it it really was coming from a play it wasn't like now that i like i again i guess i'm like oh what i can't really be listening to the radio like that because it's all about you know fucking bitches doing drugs drinking lean like there's no purpose there's no emotion there's nothing there's no feeling there anymore you know it's gotten really extremely commercial and i miss that poetry that art the storytelling the connecting the sharing your feelings like you know the hurt the pain like yeah you know i so many times you can listen like one of the songs now, like like Tupac, man, Thug's Mansion. I can't play Thug's Mansion and not cry. Mm. There's no way I can't do that because I feel the pain. You know, what I mean, I thought about suicide myself. You know, being so down and not feeling loved and feeling, you know, felt all that pain. But that I can't, I cannot let, listen to that song and not cry. You know what I mean? And and that's that's what you know we need to. What I like about listening to your songs and stuff like that is it's going back. You know, it's, it's music with feeling with purpose. You know, it's not just trying to sell records or, you know what I mean, like flaunt on or stuff like it. There's a message behind it, which is so important. Yeah. So, always, you know, definitely continue what you're doing. You know, I love what you're doing. I, um, you know, well, what would you, how would you ca- uh, characterize your sound? What would you, what would you label your sound as? Um, <clears throat> I, I just think I'm me, you know. There's a lot of artists, though, that I took from. You know, I, I like I like the way Future does his hooks. I think he's a hook genius. You know, Rich Homie, he really actually introduced me into melodizing because I, I, I always wanted to do that. You know, like I said, I started off singing, so I always wanted to mm-hmm. put singing into my verse, but yeah, at the time, it wasn't really popular. Then when Rich Homie came, he, like, made it. He trendsetted that shit. So I was like, damn, okay. It, it, it made me feel more comfortable now to become my own self. You know, T.I. was always one of my favorite artists. I liked how real and authentic he was and how he storytelled his music. And that's where I get kind of like my music. My my, my music is, you know, very storytelled. But, um, you know, I, I took I took a lot of things from Tupac. You know, I, what I love from Tupac was just how not only from a music standpoint of view, but what he tried to do to uplift the people. So I take all those things from those people and I make it to my own gumbo. And I just feel like I'm me at the end of the day, you know, like I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm more than just a musician. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when you look at Clearhouse Studio and I'm one of seven artists that's in there, it's more than just music with us. You know, we have a woman empowerment movement that's going on. We have a full website, you know, everybody, whatever you want, we got, you want the spiritual conscious, you want the, the, the love topic subject, you know, you, you can listen to Chop. You want the love music, you can listen to Gasso and Sclu. You know what I'm saying? You want to get on your Savage, your, 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 your hood vibes, gangster vibes, and all some, you know, not only just gangster vibes, but vibes that's going to make you learn about the hood and how to get yourself out of there, you know, motivate you to get some people. You got the vibe. You, you want to, you know, fitness, you want to listen to Big P. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, 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 you need some beats, make you deaf. You need your thing engineer, we got Sclu Dollars. You know what I'm saying? In management, we got Netta Beats. So it's just like, with us, it's bigger than just music. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than just music. And I think that's something different that we're bringing into this game that I think a lot of people are not seeing right now, but they will see, you know, within within a year from now because we want to hit different things with just music because it's not just music. You know, the world needs help. The world needs guidance. There's no, there's no pioneers right now guiding these kids. That's why they lost. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got you got men putting on wigs. You got men painting their nails. And to each his own if you want to do that. But when I was growing up, we ain't do that, man. We ain't steering these kids wrong just for likes and comments and, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So they got these kids thinking that they, and if that's you, that's you at the end of the day. But there's a lot of people that are doing it for the wrong reasons, and they're leading these kids wrong into destruction, and we don't stand for that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we don't stand for that. We are, we are a bunch of individual. We are a bunch of grown men that have been doing this for 10, 15 plus years. This is life to us. And when, you know, when we come in the game, we're not coming in the game just to sell records. We come in the game to, to illustrate and make you understand what music is. And like you said, where it comes from, the passion, the soul, the artistry, you know what I'm saying? And we don't just do it with words. We do it. We put the illustration in the music videos. You know, you log on IMJ Top 363, the Watches EMS, Click House Studio LLC, and you watch these videos on YouTube. It's illustration within it. You know what I'm saying? And there's 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 morals, there's principles, there's 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 you know, there's guidance within the music. So that's just that's just what I just think that's that's going forward. That's 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 what I'm trying to bring in, and that's what we bring in as well. Because it, it ain't like that no more, man. You know, the music industry is trash. You know, I, there's there's a couple artists I like because I like what they do outside of music. Everything is just music now. Like what you doing outside of music? When you get on these interviews, are you telling the people the truth, or are you gonna just try to sell records on that bitch? You know what I'm saying? Like I like how we come on here and we talking about some other shit. Because the record's going to sell. The, the, you know, that's on me to do that. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm on here, I'm going to let people know, man, be yourself. Don't don't even follow me. You can be inspired by me. You can be motivated by me. But don't be like me. I don't want you to be like me. Be like yourself. Because every time that I try to be somebody that I wasn't and try to please somebody else and to do the things that they expect me or want me to be, I lost myself. I lost yes. myself. Yeah. I, I lost myself. When I became the best version of myself and doing the things that I want to do and talk about the things that I want to talk about, it feels good to the soul, you know what I'm saying? Because I could talk about some high conscious shit and I could go back and talk about some, we could talk about shaking ass because I came from all of that. I can't, I, can't, I can't throw away that past of me. It maybe no longer serves me the way it used to serve me, but I, it's not like I can't go back and talk about it. It's not like I can't go back and act like I never lived that before because I came from that, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's wrong with people now. We, we, you know, we, we elevate, we grow, but then they get to a point where they feel like, they can't talk about certain things or they can't do certain things and they can't be around certain things. It's just like, you ain't too good. Because they got to protect an image or something like that. You got to protect an image. You ain't too good. You know what I'm saying? You ain't too good, man. I ain't got, I don't need your validation. I don't need you to be like, oh man, chop, man. You ain't, no, nah, this is chop. This is all of yeah. me. You feel me? This is all of me. I accept myself wholly. And this is me being the best and fullest version of myself. So that's just it going forward, man. Well, no, definitely, man. I, well, I would actually love to sit down and talk with the rest of your gang over there. What is it? Clearhousestudios.com. They can, they can mm -hmm. do everything out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? We'll be in touch, man, all. Because, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, from what you're saying, man, I definitely want to see what their vibe is like and see what they got to off and really having a conversation to get deep. You know, I got another show, too, uh, uh, that I do on Fridays. It's called Fab with Fab, where it's about facing fears and build bonds. You know, so we could talk face about different fear, things. What? Face fears and build bonds. Mm. You know what I mean? So that we're not alone. We, you know, we can find the people to latch on to that help us overcome our fears, things that we've been there. So, you know, I think you guys would be a, a great uh, group of guys to have on that show. So, um, you know, definitely want to talk to you. Maybe we can link that up for, for another time. Uh, but as we wind it down here, man, I got I got two last questions for you, right? So 
number one, um, you know, from, from your past and everything, what do you think has been the best advice you've ever received for somebody? Uh, be yourself. Be yourself. Like I said, every time I tried to be, and, you know, like I said, I elevated, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to be this person only. And it's like, no, you're funny. You know what I'm saying? You're funny. Be relatable. Be you. You know what I'm saying? You get to this point where it's just like, you know, because like I said, we could talk about some high conscious shit. We could talk about some shit that only people who's a, who's really woke will understand. We could do that. We could we could take it to that level where people are like, what are they talking about? But then at the end of the day, it's all about being relatable. You know what I'm saying? I understand that this world right now just revolves about being relatable. This world revolves around being entertained. So it's like, what kind of way that I can bring entertainment and at the same time hit it there? Because Kanye couldn't just come out and be who Kanye is. That was Ben Kanye. People looking at him like he crazy. He been like that. But he had to come out a certain way because he understood how to how to break the matrix free. He understood what he needed to do to get to the higher purpose of himself. And that's what I'm learning. And that's what I've learned, you know, through this journey. And it's just really be yourself. But there's levels, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you can't just be that person that you know that you're supposed to be. Sometimes you got to dumb it down for the people. You got to put it in a way where it's relatable, where you're not selling yourself, you're not selling yourself out, you're not selling your soul, but at the end of the, end of the day, you understand how this world runs and you're using it to your advantage. And so now when you do get put on that place or that pedestal that you know you deserve to be on, now you can showcase who the hell you really are and, you know, do the things that you felt like you needed to do and, and, and say the things that you need to say because now you're at a point where people going to look at you you are somebody now. You got the attention. You know what I'm saying? So now your words hold weight. You know what I'm saying? It's more validated. Rather than you just come out saying like that, you just you sound crazy. You look weird. You know, why is he doing this? You know what I'm saying? So just be yourself, man. Just be yourself. I think this, uh, this, this recent, like he said that too, about learning, you got to... Uh... You gotta play the game, right? Yeah. You know, it's not about it's not about you know selling your soul out of it, but you gotta understand how the world works. Yeah. So you can do certain things to make a change. Yeah. And as you were saying that, this thing just hit me is that I remember a few years ago, um, you know, when the whole thing with Colin Kaepernick went down in the NFL and all that stuff, and you know, all these things started blowing up, and then a lot of people criticized Jay Z for getting involved with the NFL, you know, and getting it on the boards and stuff like that. Like, oh, like you a sellout or you doing this and that, whatever. But look at this past Super Bowl. Look at the halftime show. Mm. And I mean, that's never happened before. Mm. That's never in the history of the sport happened before. What what happened if you don't mind me asking? Well, at the the halftime show, they had, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. But it was an all-black halftime show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. With all these artists, again, like, you think about the NWA for getting all that heat back, you know what I mean? And being able to put them on a platform to really get noticed and be able to live with them. Even during the them, like, Eminem took a knee during the halftime show, you know what I mean? Like, during his mm-hmm. verse, you know what I mean? Again, to bring awareness to that stuff. So it's all about, like, classic friend, like they say, man, this is chess, not checkers. Yeah, it's chess, not checkers, most definitely. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Like, so... Yeah. You got to understand, because again, you know, I got to feel, I felt some sort of way too, because, but again, I was just letting too much of the outside noise kind of cloud what I was seeing, and I started dumbing it down, then I started realizing, I was looking at the house, I was like, wait, this is a big part of Jay-Z and getting involved with it, and now being able to slowly, he got his foot in the door, now he can get us integrated and really start making changes and stuff like that, but if we leave it up and keep hoping for somebody else to make change, it's never going to come. Never going to happen. 
we got to take action. So um, it's key on saying that. Now, I know you've been preaching that a lot, too, that like you say, like, be yourself and, and, you know, thing that you heard for, your, for, for you. Um, but looking at the younger generation, apart from being yourself, what is one piece of advice you would give them? <clears throat> that you don't need outside validation from no one. The only person that need to be that the only person that you that you need acceptance from is yourself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these girls right now they going around and they messing with multiple guys and they doing certain things because they want to be loved. They want to feel loved. You know, it was once in my life that I was just giving out my number just to women just cause because I knew that I look good and I know that she liked me. I'm just gonna give her my number. I don't do that no more. Because I, I, I accept myself and I hold myself to a higher value. And I feel like I'm worth more than that. You know what I'm saying? That's energy. That's time. I don't got enough energy and time to play with you. So it's just like when you love yourself more, you buy yourself more. And it's just like love yourself. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to need love from no one else. The only love that you need from anybody is from yourself. Because when you accept yourself and you love yourself wholly, then that's what, that's what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women, they go out and, why well, can't find a good man? And Because you're dealing with three, four men right now. You know what I'm saying? You're dealing with three, four men. You're just putting yourself out there. You ain't valuing yourself. How, why would you're a good... You're devaluing yourself, man. You're devaluing yourself. see that, notice that stuff, and then, you know, look, uh, I think that's a key point you said that, too, is that I was talking to, me and my wife was talking and stuff, and we, we uh, had centers on the other day, right? Um... And they was talking about, like, you know, why, why men can sleep with a bunch of women and be think of as a player, and women do that, you know, and, and they're they're looked at as a whole. And uh, one person, one thing that it says is that, you know, men sleep with who they're allowed to sleep with. Mm. Women sleep who they want to sleep with. Mm. Mm. But also to the rebuttal to that is women keep asking that question is that men marry who they want to marry. Mm. Women marry who they can marry. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> You got to understand how to do that and really hold values. But that's one, and I said this time and time again, one of the huge reasons is that I have that value for my wife and what, what I knew my wife was special because she wasn't like everybody else and all the other women that I was messing with. You know what I mean? On our second date, we went out, she paid, you know, straight mm -hmm. up, just like pay for the bill. And that made me start to realize that she really is here for me, you know, and for my mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about getting a free meal and all those things. And then all these little things as we were dating that I started to see, you know, coming up to my house, taking a train if she had to, if her car wasn't working, like all these effort things that I started to see. Was, was, was going both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I look back at some of these girls that I used to date and I'm like, man, like, no wonder it didn't work out. Like, they didn't, they weren't about that life, mm -mm. you know? And, and so it is very, very key to that, you know, if you want to find something, you got to be that same thing too. You got to be that for yourself. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get at to you. I'm saying that like you got to set that energy, that vibrations, as we say, within yourself within to yourself. be able to attract that to, to towards you. Most definitely. Because if not, you're just pushing all that stuff away. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, because a lot of guys are going to see, like, you know, just like girls think, right? They, you, you go to the club, right? And a girl be sitting there, like, you know, or, you know, shaking their ass or wearing, like, you know, coochie cutter shorts and stuff like that, just leaning out there, just messing with all these dudes. You think any of those dudes really take you seriously? Absolutely not. Uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. They be looking you for know? love just in the wrong places. And mm -hmm. I, I had to look at myself and realize that within myself. Like, a lot of men that go go ahead and sleep with women and do all that crazy shit, they be lonely too. Men be lonely Absolutely. too. 
You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? They, they they craving for love, so they craving it in the wrong places. You know what I'm saying? And then end up with baby mama drama. They end up with crazy ass exes. They end up with these things that they put themselves in because they looking for love in the wrong places. So that shit go both right. ways. So it's just like, you know, love yourself, man. Love yourself. I'm talking to the generation of youth. Love yourself. Love you for who you are. You know what I'm saying? If they may find it weird. It's okay. As long as you don't find it weird and as long as you doing the things that you enjoy doing, keep doing it. Some You're going to attract those people who you're going to find it okay. Yeah, no. Pay for those people like you. You know, and and like we say, you know, the gift and the curse about social media, right? Like, you know, yeah, it puts on this, this facade that a lot of people are living the best life when it's not really the case. Yeah. However, now that we have all this access to so many people in the world, that it is so easy to find people who are like you and will like you for who you are if you just put true. it out there. True, true. You know true. what I mean? Like, you stop caring what other people think. You just put yourself out there and just be who you want to be. People who feel the same way will come to you. They'll be able to find you easier, and you don't have to worry about, again, the people in your neighborhood look at you weird, but you got 10,000, 20,000 people all around the world from different places who think you cool as fuck because you just who you are. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? So you just have to understand that and really use the advantage. But I think the key point, like you said, is really, number one, understanding yourself, understanding what works for you, loving yourself, and just living that up on a day-to-day basis, man. And you'll be able to get whatever you need that way. You know what I mean? Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, one question, man. Like, how you came out of depression, though, before we go? Um, You know... Uh, a lot of things for me and when it came to depression is that um, I was in that position. You know, I was working too much on making other people happy. And I really uh, lost myself and who I was uh, and all those things. Um, so it was a lot going into it. You know, I had to be alone um, mm. in a sense of like, too, like, you know, I didn't, my friends was there again, like, we grow up and my, my, my boys are there for me regardless if I need to reach out to them but it wasn't like the same course when you were in high school you can do whatever you want you don't got responsibilities and now I got a wife I got two kids um, and I got other responsibilities so everybody else do so it really was a lot of time just sitting and thinking to myself and really asking myself all these questions like why do you feel that way what do you want to do and really finding myself uh, is how I really got out of it um, if you go back on my YouTube page, man, I think it was really about last year, um, you know, when I, right before I started this whole podcast, where I really had an aha moment where I just felt so enlightened um, <laughs> and just so like, oh, my God, like, I, I can't express what this feeling is. Yeah. But I love it. Like, you know, it is so crazy what I'm feeling at this moment. Like, everything just kind of makes sense. But a lot of it came because I had to go through a lot of dark stuff, a lot of, uh, you know, uh pain and tribulations, but I took the time to really sit down with myself and talk to myself about what I wanted, what's going on in my life, why I feel certain things and what I could do in my power to change that. And then, you know, being alone made it easier because I didn't have any other outside influences other than myself. So that's what really helped me to get out of that and really come out of my depression. That's real. That's that solitude. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people need to understand it's okay to be alone. Um, you know, you got to ask yourself the questions and you need to be alone sometimes because you need to check in with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you went out like, did you do the things that you wanted to do or did you were you influenced by others? Why were you influenced by others? And how could you avoid that from happening next time? And you can put a plan in place for yourself, because if you don't do that, man, you'll just keep going down this rabbit hole with no end in sight. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree, fam. I agree. I like that. I wanted to ask you that. I gotta ask him that before because you said that, and I'm like, man, I gotta ask you that. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Well, again, man, yo, it was a wonderful conversation, man. I appreciate right. you taking the time to sit and talk with me. Um, I definitely want to be in touch with you to talk to the other people from the Clear House studio, man. Maybe get up on another podcast and really have some deep conversations because it's definitely much needed. So, um, definitely keep me in contact with that with them, and um, we'll, we'll go from there, man. Excuse me. Most def, man. Clear House studio, man. Crown shit, ZMF shit, FMF shit, next level shit. Always top quality, man. Appreciate you, man. Big Z's over here, man. Appreciate you, Fat man. Appreciate you for real, and keep doing what you're doing because it's needed. I always tell you that it's needed. We need, we need that. We need that. You know what I'm saying? And trust me when I tell you that it's going to blow. You next. Well, I feel it, man. I know it, man. I know it's going to go number the top. So thank you again. And everybody, as I always say, man, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. So stay blessed, everybody. I am. <laughs> Peace out, bro. Yeah.